You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. The True North Eager Beaver Podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Well, hello, kids, and welcome to a special uh, interview. Um, I am just going to hand it over to Mr. Grizzly right now because uh, he's the one that brought this to us. So, uh, Mr. Grizzly, go ahead. Well, Kits, uh, so here's the thing. You all heard about the story about Jennifer Valentine and her experiences with a certain radio personality in the Toronto environs. And somebody had uh, talked to me about that. And I said, yeah, I have a friend who went through a very similar experience. They're like, oh, who's that? I said, well, I, I can't say she swore me to secrecy and a promise is a promise. And if you don't keep a promise, you're worth nothing. And uh, my life has been lived uh, as one of integrity, or at least I would like to think so. So when my friend came forward with her story last week, I reached out to her and said, would you like to come on the podcast? And at first, she was a little reluctant, and then a lot of people reached out to her, and she said, you know what, I'd like to talk. So, ladies and gentlemen, friends, they and them, this is uh, my friend, Laura Manella. Welcome Thanks to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on your show, guys. Paul, I've known you forever. Oh, yeah. And uh, at least 50, if not more than 15 years, I would say. And uh, yeah, I did tell you this um, when it experience occurred. of mine. Yeah. Very long, a very long time ago. Uh, and firstly, I appreciate that you kept it to yourself. I mean, that's huge. Thank you. Cause oh. it is a big story. It's significant. Um, for sure. Oh yes. Um, so I want to thank you for that. And I just felt like, you know, I heard, you know, Jennifer came out, uh, along with seven other women, including, you know, Aaron Davis, Mm -hmm. uh, like these are some monstrous media personalities in this country, right? right? Yeah. So, um, it was shocking to me. I think, you know, I cried a lot mm -hmm. of um, course. for my, you know, compassion and empathy for her and everybody else. I was just, this is awful. I was thinking, but it really triggered, <clears throat> it triggered for me, of course, what I went through in Ottawa and I thought, okay, what do I do? I, f I feel like I want to support these women because there's a lot of, this stuff that goes on mm -hmm. and just people sweep it under the rug. We as women are embarrassed to talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, so I said, I think this is an opportunity. The window is open for me to just, you know, say, okay, everybody, now is the time because everybody now is coming forward with their stories because now they feel like it's okay to do so. So I'm like, you know what? It's time. Yeah. So um, I shared my story on Facebook and I can't tell you, I've had hundreds of people message me saying, I'm really sorry. I support you, uh, which feels really great mm -hmm. uh, because I was worried that people would be like, yeah, okay. Um, uh, you know, you know, it was just re-victimized all over again. Yes. And, uh, or the, the people that I spoke about, I'm, I was worried that they were going to try to 
discredit mm-hmm. me again, like they have been forever and continue to do so, which is extremely unfortunate because I kept my word when I walked away. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're, you know, we had to, I had to pretty much say, I'll not say anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the documentation is out there. Everything is out there. Uh, the people involved know the truth. Yes. Um, and it's time to tell people that, about my experience and that it's not okay. And how can we move forward to make sure this doesn't happen again or to our daughters that want to get into the industry, you know, like uh, how can we tell them they're going to be safe? We can't. Well, and I'm, you know, there's something uh, I was so happy when you came forward because this is something I've kept to myself for, well, as long as (laughs) since it happened. Right. Yeah. And, and as somebody who's look, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a better person all the time all the time. I'm always working to be a better human being. And, and I, I felt guilty on, on remaining silent on this, but it was not my story to tell. Right. So mm-hmm. when you came forward, it's like, okay, now I can talk about it, but I, I want to talk about it with you directly. I don't want to make any commentary that does not involve you at all. And I remember when you, when you went through this, we sat down over some drinks and, and you were, you were not in good shape emotionally. And, and how could you have been? Yeah, I was, uh, you know, beaten down for a while. I mean, I was almost five feet tall down to 86 pounds. Mm-hmm. I had zero, um, respect for myself, uh, faith in myself. Uh, they, they had really beat me down. Like I just felt completely worthless. And, um, I mean, it was five years. Yeah. Now I'm older, I'm wiser. Uh, I feel like I have more grace, but mm-hmm. one thing is for sure. I would not tolerate that. Right. If somebody did that to me, uh, you know, in, in five minutes, I'd walk away, let alone five years. Right. I would never tolerate that. So it just makes me angry that I, you know, I just, I guess at the time I was just afraid. So I couldn't say anything. And mm-hmm. I did, I spoke with my managers, um, Time and time again, I said, this is what's going on. And they just said, we're, we're not going to get rid of these guys. Um, if you don't like it, you can leave. But, you know. Well, uh, I, I remember that because we talked about it and you told me that. And, and I remember you told me point blank. The management said, well, yeah, but everybody loves them and they bring in good numbers. The, the, right? the ratings yes. are through the roof. I'm like, yeah. again, the only thing that fucking matters is money. Yep. Yeah. I mean, companies have a legal and moral responsibility to ensure their employees are safe and able to perform their jobs without being afraid of being physically, mentally, emotionally harmed. The employers have this responsibility, but they do not do it because they're like, look at the numbers that are coming in. Mm -hmm. And that is it. That is the only reason. Why else would they keep those people there? That's it. That's it. I just, you know, companies have to make a you know, like a cultural and, and systematic change so that, you know, and it just doesn't start with that. I think it really just starts with, even in schools, you know, when kids are in school and they do something wrong, you know, they get a slap on the wrist, they get mm-hmm. maybe suspended, maybe they get expelled, they go to another school. I mean, there has to be change because this behavior is a deep-rooted problem. Uh, bullies and abusers in the workplace you know, probably started bullying and abusing when they were younger and they continue to bully because they're allowed to. And the bystanders are as much at fault as they are. Oh, yes. And I mean, look, power and control is not about their mother not loving them enough or their dad being absent. Abuse is nurtured 
and abuse is condoned. And the more power you give the abuser, the more abusive they get. So I can guarantee you when I left there, nothing changed and it's still ongoing. You know, like I'm sure of it. People just don't change overnight. Well, you you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head right there because one of the most kind, compassionate, caring, loving, joyful, happy individuals in this world that I know is my podcast partner, Douglas. And he can tell you that he didn't necessarily get the nurturing. Mm. Right. And Douglas, I'm, I'm not going to speak for you. So please feel okay. free to, to, to chime in. No, there's just a, a lot of common in terms of, um, you know, um, not knowing what to do when you're fresh into a new environment and uh, mm-hmm. as times go, you know, and being walked all over and then one day realizing, wait a minute, if I continue down this path for another five years, where will I be? And mm-hmm. yeah, something's got to change. And then looking back on it now and go, oh my God, hell no, I would not tolerate that today. It's like, mm-hmm. like my, I have that attitude, you know, 7 billion people in the world, you know, so, yeah, sorry. But I guess yeah. maybe I'm making a rash judgment, but you know, there's 7 billion people in the world. I'll get over it because I just, I just, I, I ain't got no time for that. Yeah. 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 Yep. I hear you. You know, I just, I feel like because everybody's coming forward, the time is now to talk about it. Yes. Uh, I said to a friend of mine the other day, whose daughter is in university for journalism. And I said, after hearing my story, what would your reaction be if your daughter who graduates from university with a journalism degree said she was hired to work as a morning show co-host with two or three other men having to go in really early in the morning and work very close with the men? Does that make you feel comfortable? That's what I told her. And she's like, actually, no. Right. After hearing all of these stories, no, I do not feel comfortable. And, and we're only scratching the surface on this, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, Jennifer, like it, it, the Me Too movement, and this is, is I'm, I'm using that as, the, as a, a sort of a blanket coverage, if you will. Uh, the Me Too movement changed things dramatically in North America, and, and for good, and for good. And, mm-hmm. and Jennifer coming forward in Canada, because there, we'd not heard a lot of this in Canada, other than the Gian Gomeshi thing from a few years back, right? Right, yeah. But Jennifer coming forward creates a sea change in this nation where, and, and I've talked to Dean about this, uh, you know, in private conversations where we've said, you know, he goes, this is way deeper than anybody knows. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, of course it is. Of course it is. And, and it's because so many women have been afraid to come forward because they know what the back, I mean, you went to, you went to management and HR and, and what did they do? They tried to paint you yeah. oh, as a crazy the backlash person. backlash was, was huge. I, I, you know, when I left there, I could not get another job in radio. And I just thought, okay, maybe, you know, uh, there aren't any jobs available. Maybe I wasn't the right fit. And it was only until I shared my story that people in the business in Ottawa reached out to me and said, oh my God. I had no uh, idea. Yeah, yeah, I would have hired you, but they were saying that you were crazy and you were difficult to work with and you were a challenging employee, you know, uh, and that kind of hurts. But it makes sense now. <laughs> and then I moved out of the city to, and moved to Niagara, um, where I love Niagara. But um, the same thing was happening here. They were, they were trying to, um, you know, uh, bully me here and mm-hmm. try to paint me as the black sheep here and telling employers, hey, don't hire her. I'm like, really? Like, when is this going to end? It, just stop. Just stop. It's got to end. Hopefully more people will come forward and share their experiences. So, you know, these big companies are like, we just, we, we just can't do this anymore. 
Well, I mean, I, you know, from my, my end of it, it's like, I lived in Ottawa all my life. I heard you on the radio when I, Paul didn't tell me who you are until, you know, he said you were ready to, and I saw your name. I remembered your name all these years later. Wow. Right. So clearly you were good at your job then. Oh, yes. Well, thank you. I thought I was. Um, I mean, uh, you know, I think our talent was comparable. Um, I mean, these guys are, are great at what they do. They oh, are yeah. talented. They, they are, are creative. Um, but, you know, I'm sure so are a lot of other people who do bad things. Uh, so you kind of have to weigh it out. Well, um, I, I had, people are physically harming their staff. I had actually in- worked with Cameron before he took that gig. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He we we worked in uh, sales together. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's a small. Ottawa's small, right? Very it's a small, small town. town. Yeah. One point five million people, but believe me, everybody knows everybody. Well, and I love the fact that every like, you know, again, when I came out, I'm like, okay, what is what's what is the backlash going to be? And I said, you know, I had to kind of weigh the options. I said, this is about helping other women. Share your story because other mm-hmm. people are coming. So yeah. I was worried, you know, they were going to deny what happened, which they haven't done. No, um, they've gone radio and, silent. Right. Well, I mean, like I said, the documentation is there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yep. you know, you can die, whatever. But it was really solely for my healing uh, because that was traumatic and it carried with me for all these years. It still is going on. So, yeah, that trauma needed to be healed. So it was mm-hmm. for my healing. And of course, for these women to come forward. And it's beautiful because it's time for change. People know that this is what's going on. People are sharing their stories. They're reaching out. And they said the same thing. We, we heard you. We loved the show, but you just disappeared. There was yes. no, you know, <laughs> no explanation. Laura? You were just gone one day. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's nice to know that people were wondering, you know, cause I didn't know. I just, I didn't know what people were thinking. The rumors were spreading, you know, like, Oh, Laura has mental health issues. <laughs> uh, she went to rehab for some, like the rumors were just rampant, right? Yeah. Um, when you're in the storm, how could you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, I mean, and I also, I just feel like everybody, like we have a collective responsibility. I mean, we can't just rely on those people being marginalized to fight this kind of battle. Right. If you feel like, if somebody listening is a woman and you feel that you have an equal opportunity as the guy standing next to you, then please join the fight to bring awareness for these women who, who can't or, or don't. Mm-hmm. Because I think everybody should come forward and, and, and support these women who, you know, went through really bad times. Like, it, it's bad because it affects the entire. And Paul will tell you that, you know, during my stint there, I attracted abusive relationships. Yep. Like, I was so in such a bad way yeah. that I had zero self-worth. So of course I'm going to attract guys that were going to treat me that way. Hey, yeah. Paul. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I could never understand why, because you know, when we would hang out together, I'm like, you're just this joyous, ebullient, uh, beautiful young woman who, who, who is just attracts positivity when you were around me at least. So I couldn't understand how you just ended up with these guys. But like you say, uh, you know, there, there's, there's, there's the side that you don't see, of course. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's your vulnerable side that I, you know, I did see your vulnerable side, but you did. I approached you. I'm your friend. Yeah. I, we, we were never romantically entwined ever. There was right. no liaisons, n- nothing like that. We were just buddies. That was mm-hmm. it. Yeah. 
So, you know, I, I could only see you as my good friend who, who, you know, was going through a tough time. And I remember at one point when you first told me that story, how angry I was and how much right. I wanted to call in some favors for, from some friends to do something. <laughs> yeah. And you asked me not to. So I didn't. Get, look, I'm, I'm nobody. I am nobody. But I do have friends in low places and in high places. <laughs> and you but said, you no, know- leave it be. So I right. left it be. Right. And what you know about me also is that I'm, I'm very, um, how do you say, spiritual in a sense mm-hmm. that I just feel like I, I don't have the right to um, decide what happens to people who do bad things. That's not up to me. Right. That's up to the universe. So, you know, and now that's why I feel like I'm being, you know, pushed to talk about this because I I just feel like it's time. I feel like it's almost a, a universal thing for, for the whole world. You know, it's, I just th- think it should be on a bigger scale and it's getting there. It's, it is very significant for it sure. It is. It absolutely is. And like I go back to, again, the, the, the whole thing about saying, well, you're, you're tough to work with, you're mentally instant. Right. Anybody who knows you or has ever worked with you or seen you in public knows that is a crock of shit. Well, you are not you. a difficult person to be around or a difficult person to work with. I, know. I remember when you were working at the uh, Renegades games, everybody loved to be around you because you, you, you exude this, uh, you have this aura of, of, of happiness and joy and positivity. You're not a difficult person behind the scenes. You know, it, it's impossible to fake that authenticity. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? I'm always still very positive. I always feel like even after this happened and, you know, I I wasn't, um, you know, it it was tough for me to find work. I I, I always tried to reinvent myself. I became resourceful, uh, but I I was always kind and compassionate to people. I love people. And um, everybody has a story and everybody needs just that one smile or that one act of kindness because you could change somebody's life in a second yes. by doing something just very simple. You know, kindness and compassion go so far. Yeah. I mean, a simple kind gesture to somebody first thing in the morning can make their entire day better. Yeah. So I, I, I really, sometimes there are people like, why do you pour it on so much? And I go, because it will improve that person's day. Yeah. Somebody, and you know what, I, and years it, ago, somebody did that to me and it was like, it was like a light bulb moment right? for me. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it it almost doesn't even become a conscious thing anymore. It just becomes who you are. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Um, Lead with kindness. Yes. And it's just, it takes very little effort to be kind. And it takes a lot of energy to be unkind and mean and cruel. So, Mm -hmm. um, and, and like I always said, you know, People, people who know me, know me. And that's all that matters to mm-hmm. me. And I mm-hmm. always maintain that. And I maintain it now. It doesn't matter when anybody thinks. That's why I, I shared my experience because I don't care. I didn't have, I wasn't attached to any outcome. Um, I just really needed to do this. I just felt compelled to share my story just like Jennifer did and all these other women did uh, because now is the time for sure. People are paying attention and we cannot be, continue to be complicit in this. Yes, very much. And you know what? Like, you you walk into a business and they have these big signs like, oh, zero tolerance. You know, we don't tolerate abuse of any kind. Blah, blah, blah. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you do. You know, and it doesn't exist. It really, I really just don't believe that zero tolerance exists. You know, there's a difference between demonstrating dedication Mm -hmm. to making the environment safe in the workplace and just merely providing 
you know, trainings, you know, do you ever, do you ever do the training in the workplace? We're like, okay, this is bad to say, this is not nice. Or this is how you can be, uh, you know, comforting to another person. No, there's all these, you, you know, requisite things that you have to do. It's not, if someone is proven to have violated another human's rights, whether it's harassment, bullying, or abuse, they need to just lose their job, not the requisite slap on the wrist, Mm -hmm. anger management, therapy, community. No, zero tolerance would be that person's out the door. That's it. That is zero tolerance to me. Not, oh, we're going to send the guy to anger management. Really? Like, really? How does that make me feel? So companies have that responsibility, I feel. So, well, that's huge. We all know that HR is just designed to protect management from the employees. Yes. Especially, like, I just feel like punishment for abusers in the workplace, they're not harsh enough. Like, high performers never are held accountable, or Mm -hmm. rarely, especially in radio. If you're a high performer working a major market morning show gig, zero punishment. You may be, you may be stripped of a couple of responsibilities. They send you to anger, man. Like they have the, you know, whatever they tell you to do. So nobody, it's the high performers. It's the people that maybe they're kind of sitting on the fence about that. They give them a high gears. But um, like I said before, it has to be a systematic and cultural change. Women need to feel safe in the workplace period. They don't need to deal with this. It has to be unequivocal. It really does. It really does. Yeah. I, I, it was something that you said in that last uh, intervention uh, rang true to me because I was thinking of asking the question, but I was hesitating. And then you said, especially in radio and all the time I was wondering, is there something particular about radio culture? Well, that's a great question because I think the industry attracts um, people, you know, type A personalities. And, you know, in a strange way, I feel like the industry attacks, uh, attracts people who are insecure, like mm-hmm. insecure that they want to be in a job where they can prove themselves or um, Mm. uh, be at a, you know, I I, I don't know, like just a higher level of, you know, they're just not nine to five job office job kind of Mm -hmm. people. They want to, they've got some issue. I I just feel like there's some insecurity there because the people that I've worked with and myself as well, you want to, you want to talk to the world, you want to prove yourself ego. Yeah. But again, there are a lot of people with egos out there but they're not assholes. Well, this is true. You, you can be uh, uh, positive, cocksure, yeah. charismatic. Right. You don't have to be an arrogant a-hole. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, agreed. Oh, okay, okay. Um, now, you said earlier as well, you know, that you weren't saying or you were told not to say anything. Did you sign any documents to that effect? Well, when I, yeah, when I walked away, we, I did sign an agreement to say that uh, I wouldn't, you know, disclose any of the information. Um, and they also agreed that they wouldn't try to sabotage any future employment. But they did. Um, thank you. So I thought, you know what? They're not <laughs> following this agreement. So and, and, and really, they can have their money back. Like, yeah, this, yeah. this is way more important than anything monetary. So if they want to, you know, fight this, that's okay. Well, we, here's the I thing. I know the truth and they know the truth. Let them try and fight it. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you have the, in the court of public opinion, you're winning and they're losing. And if they even try and bring a lawsuit forward, if they bad, even attempt to, right, they will be pilloried across mm-hmm. this nation. First mm-hmm. off. Second off, I know a lot of lawyers. 
<laughs> and I'm, I'm sure a few of them would be happy to come to your aid. Well, again, like I said, it, it wasn't about them per se. It was about my story. And because my story is your story. It's mm-hmm. everybody's story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, you know, people know my situation now and they're aware of who these people are that I'm talking about. And that's just, well, that's just my story. So <laughs> again, I'm not attached to any outcome. It doesn't matter for mm-hmm. me. It's about women getting their voices out and things changing for our children. That's it. Period. Absolutely. Hmm. Like I said, a sea change. Yeah. And it's happening. I'm telling you, people are listening. This is a very significant movement, if you will, mm-hmm. um, because of the, the bigger players coming out, you know, uh, I mean, if you're not going to listen to me that this happens, look at these other people that are highly respected, um, you know, high performing broadcasters. How can you deny what they're saying? How can you ignore what they're saying? You just can't. You're just shocked. Like, you know. And I'd heard rumors about uh, um, Jennifer Valentine's co-host on the television program she used to work on for years. I'd heard rumors about that particular individual who I won't name because... Mm -hmm. I don't need to bring that heat upon me because it has nothing to do with me, but I'd heard rumors about that individual for years and I've seen a lot of uh, outtakes, you know, things be, you know, uh, sort of before they go to air, they, you know, just a little band. And I've seen some of the stuff this individual said, and it was like, you speak like that a to a woman and B to a coworker. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Horrific. eh? And she had to endure a lot. And so did a lot of her other, uh, his other uh, co-hosts that were female. There were a few that are, were on an upward trajectory to be in a major market station, mm-hmm. um, but they left and now they're working in smaller markets, which I, I'm pretty sure their goal was like all of us in broadcasting. We want to be in a major market, but that changed my trajectory too. I, I you know, they changed that. Um, so yeah, he, he really destroyed a lot of women like, uh, it was horrible to hear their stories. Um, but yeah, this is, I'm kind of glad everybody's sharing it because, you know, now that you guys know my story, well, you've known it for a while. What has my dialogue moved you to do? Because this is the problem. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about wh- how we're going to move forward with this. What, what can we, how can we change this? You well, know? I mean, it, one, one of the, the, the key elements of our platform is to help people. Right. We want mm-hmm. to give a voice to people who don't necessarily have one sometimes. And, and, and my partner, Mr. Beaver here can, can, can go into a little bit more detail about mm-hmm. why we're using, look, I'm using my white privilege, which I have, I ooze the stuff. Come on. I went on a rant in the streets <laughs> of Ottawa and I have faced <laughs> zero repercussions. Yeah. I was in the right. So there would be no repercussions, but I would somebody, say you were, yes. somebody said, you're, you're a hero. I said, no, I'm just a guy exercising my extreme white privilege. That's all it was. Cause if a person of color tried to do what I did, what would have happened to them? If a woman yeah. tried to do what I did and none of that was planned, it just happened. So yes. I need to use this white privilege that I have to do good in this world and provide a voice to those who don't, don't necessarily have one. Now I know you do have a voice, but we can use our... Pardon? In that moment, she didn't. No, in that moment, you didn't. And we can use our platform to help raise this message and get it out to people who don't necessarily know. And this story needs to be told. 
Yeah, I agree. And and we need to ask ourselves, what do we need to do as a collective? What does a safe workplace look like? So the dialogue has to continue. The story doesn't have to end. We have to keep moving forward, having more people share their stories um, and talking about what is right and what is not, how we can have a very a beautiful rainbow and butterfly workplace. We mm-hmm. deserve that, right? I mean, come on. Well, I mean, look, life is difficult enough as it is on exactly. its own. And, and having to go to work every day should not be a, a, an emotional, anxiety-ridden challenge because you're afraid of what may happen with the mm-hmm. bully or the boss or the... That, we have enough challenges every day. Yeah. Going to work should be the easiest part of the day. Exactly. I agree. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. We all right. have to work. Those of us who can, we have to work so we can feed and clothe ourselves and, 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 and pay taxes to contribute to make a better society. So why, why throw up roadblocks and challenges? It's just, mm-hmm. no, it's not, it's not good. It's not good for anyone. It's not yep. good for society. Agreed. We need, uh, you know, policies of zero tolerance. They're all fine and good when they're written down on beautiful paper, but we need policy in action. Um, you know, it's just, we have to figure out what we're going to do about this type of abuse and harassment. It's just intolerable. It's disgusting and deplorable. Agreed. Um, I, it, I'm getting the impression that you're not sharing your story, for example, because you plan to pursue anything legally. I'm getting a sense that it, you know, you said it's about, you know, doing something for yourself and helping others. Do you, plan or are you open to opportunities to be doing something either charitable or awareness raising or getting involved in a campaign of some kind? Yeah, you know, I would love to do that. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm talking with some radio people now about, you know, moving forward with this and making this change. I mean, this was never about giving the perpetrators more attention and power. It really was about fostering a culture of dialogue. And that's what's happening. Um, these women that have come forward, we're, we're talking more about spreading the awareness, um, you know, and doing stuff like that. I feel like that's why I'm asking. That's why I'm saying, what can we do? Because I don't know what we can do to make this change because it is about these big companies just concerned about the, the almighty dollar. Yeah. Um, and try to sweep everything under the rug and keep these people there that are causing harm to others. So how can we change that? That's why we came forward. We're like, let's talk about it. Let's start this dialogue because I think collectively we can come up with a solution really. So our kids don't go to work thinking, Oh my God, is this going to happen to me? Oh God, this guy has anger problems. Oh my gosh, I can't say anything. I just got out of school. i this is great. Look at me. I'm famous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and you know, sorry. I'd, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. No, no. So, yeah, I, I think it was funny that you you mentioned that because it reminded me of something I witnessed one day. I remember. Um, uh, yeah, it stayed with me. Uh, I at, I was at the Sears at the Rideau Center as it was closing in Ottawa, and I was looking for a new TV because mine went out, and I went to a whole bunch of different places, and I finally decided to take one of the floor models that were there, and the remote wasn't there or something like that. So I said, well, you know, I don't need it now. Just, you know, here's my phone number. Give me a call when you find it and I'll come and pick it up. And he did. And this person didn't have to do all of that. 
right? You could have said, well, I'm sorry, you know, the store's closing. We seem to have lost it. You know, take the TV as is or, you know, right? So when I came to pick it up, one of these people from these companies they hire to help liquidate a store was literally chewing him out right at the service counter. Oh my gosh. Because he was spending extra time on me. Oh my goodness. And I just, and I've just, I've never done this before in my life. And I've never done it since, but I was just so mad. I was like walking to the escalator and it was like, no. And then it's like, I demanded that she be brought out. <laughs> like, either, wow. My mind. And I guess I demanded that she apologize to him like this. And she would not, of course. And I even got to the point like to find the name of the, the address of the company that was doing that and sent something to them. And of course I never heard anything, but it was just like, it was like the 17 year old kid. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's horrible. Above and beyond to try and find me the ex. And she, you know, it's like you spent more than me a lot of two minutes on this customer. Oh. And she didn't even like take him aside or anything. She just did it right there in front of everyone. But what was beautiful that you supported her. So you showed her him, that him. she him. had support. So yeah. that's excellent. And I feel like, more people need to do this. And like we spoke about earlier, we're older now. <laughs> like, yes, you yeah. know, I saw like, you know, I, I was at a workplace where somebody, you know, when I was younger, I would walk by and see the boss chewing somebody out and I'd be like, oh yeah, that sucks. Ouch. And the person's like crying and I'm just like, oh, what do I do? Okay. Don't get involved. Don't get involved. The same thing happened, um, you know, a few years ago in a workplace. And I was like, uh-uh, you cannot talk to somebody that way. You do not, you leave the room, you know, because I didn't care. I'm like, yeah. you want to fire me because I'm protecting another human being? What's wrong with you? You don't talk to people like that. So the more support people get, the more you you stand there and uh, support that person and not walk away from it. Imagine what this creates on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. This is healing for the whole planet. It, oh, it's yes. like, just you can't just walk away. You can't and you shouldn't ever. No. There are times you're not supposed to mind your own business. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Agreed. I will always stand up to a bully because 99 out of 100 times, the bully is a bloody coward to begin with. Yep. Number one. Number two, I get enraged. And when I get enraged, the fear is gone. Mm-hmm. So I have no fear to confront the bully. I have no fear and I won't feel pain if they strike me right. because the adrenaline is pumping. <laughs> it's never happened that I've been struck because I, I kind of have a commanding voice and I can speak very loudly. And it's funny how your voice can be threatening enough to people if you choose the right words and the right mm-hmm. tonality. So Great. I'm always going to stand up to the face of a bully and you. I will call them out and dress them down in public. And I've done it many times before and I will continue to do it in the future because there's no place in society for that type of behavior. Yep. Never be afraid to do the right thing. Yeah. Never be afraid to do the right thing. The truth is the truth is the truth. So, um, you know, just support your fellow human. Be kind to people. Be kind to the animals. Be kind to nature. It comes back to you, really. You are rewarded tenfold when you are a good person. Oh, yeah. And you act in kindness. I promise you that, really. Well, there, there are times when I need to dial the rage back and, and, and approach something from a kind, compassionate place. You're and very aware of your, your I, I've known you forever, Paul. And you know what? You are very aware of the mm-hmm. things that go on inside you, uh, your emotions. And 
I have to say, you were a great guy back then, but I've seen how much, and I hate to say this, but you've grown so much. No, it's okay <laughs> to say it. I've, I've been working on myself for a long time, and thank you for that. That's And it shows, but I don't, mean, I don't mean to say that but back then you were a bad person at no, all. No, You've just... No, I've grown. I've grown. Yeah. I have. I'm the first yeah. to admit it. I've grown a great deal since that time. Um, and, and, you know, it, I think one of the the spark for my growth was somebody said, Paul, you need to stop talking and learn to listen more. And, and that was my, a dear friend, Heather, who, who is, uh, she used to live here. She's in Toronto now. And one day I was, I was being kind of an obnoxious a-hole and she goes, wow, you're really mean tonight. Why, 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 why are you being, why are you behaving in that manner? And it was a, a light bulb moment. And I went, mm-hmm. oh my God, I, I had no realization. Wow. She says, you need to, you need to talk less and listen more. And that was the, uh, a big uh, sea change moment for me, personally. Um, I, I don't think I was ever a terrible person, but nope. I, I've spent the last uh, 15, 17, 18 years working on becoming a better human being all the time. And, and sometimes I, I still allow the anger to come through, but it's anger at injustice. It's anger right. at improprieties. It's anger at sexism, at Nazism. It's anger at the bad isms. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that anger needs to remain because I'm never going to both sides anything a sexist, misogynist, racist pig has to say. No, I'm not listening to your side because your side wants to eliminate everybody on the other side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's no place for that. Yeah. I agree. Sorry, I get heated sometimes. No, I love it. I love this. I love you. I really do. I love you too, babe. I, I just love that you guys have this podcast because um, it really is a catalyst for change. You you guys are just, uh, you're amazing. You really are. Oh, and uh, and I, thank you for this platform. This is really wonderful. Thank you. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Thank you for taking time to talk with us. Now, I know we have a little bit of, we're limited uh, for time at the moment, but... Mm-hmm. We're going to issue this as part one, and uh, okay. we'll we'll uh, we'll do a part two a little later on when when we can uh, sit down and have a, a deeper, more in depth conversation. We're not out of time; we got a few more minutes. But okay. uh, I just wanted to preface that for the listeners. Yeah, the listeners maybe. Yeah, I always talk about asking the obvious follow up question, so you know, listeners might be listening to this part and say, "Well, what happened?" <laughs> because we actually haven't said what happened. Uh, and there's reasons why, first of all, um, we haven't talked about how much our <laughs> uh, Laura is willing to say, or whether even she is willing to say anything. So, Well, everything's on my Facebook page, so yes. it's out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's but, okay. you know, Consent and Thank stuff. Thank you for the respect. Thank you. Oh, but, uh, and we generally like to give people, you know, as much time as they need when it comes to something that's personal, uh, when we get to touch on that. So yes, we, uh, you know, want to come back and actually do a, a part two. Uh, so yes, where, just we, where, where we can get to the meat of it, right? Yes, absolutely. I yeah. look forward to sharing for sure. Yeah. So if you're wondering, we're just, we're not shying away from it. We're just, we want to <laughs> give it proper time because you don't want to do something like that and say, Oh, sorry, we time's up. No, no, it's not we don't like want to, and I don't want to talk to, I will explain a, a lot, but I, I don't want to give them, you know, I don't want to give the power no. and the attention to these people because nope. it's people like that really relish in the attention. So I will share the story uh, with some specifics for sure, um, because I think some things, you know, when you, I'm sure when you read my Facebook, a lot of it was shocking to you. Yes. And I think, I, I, I think perhaps 
what the images of what I described uh, resonated with people. So I feel like it's important to share specifics on certain things because I feel like it will upset people. It will anger people. And as Paul said, what does anger propel us to do? Like we, you know, we yep. want to keep that anger in there because we want, you know, Make the it, change. It, it sparks the fire. And so I think that people need to know more specifically so they can, they can be upset and, mm. and, and, and join in with the dialogue about changing the culture for sure. I think it'll also be useful because if there are people in similar situations right now, because, you know, there's always a huge amount of gaslight that goes along with that. Oh, right? Yeah. Trying to make people believe that they're imagining things or that this is normal or that they're crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to recognize the signs. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had people try to gaslight me as, as recently as what, two weeks ago. What? Oh yeah. 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 I, on Twitter, they're like, well, this, that, and the other thing I'm like, I never wrote that. That's oh, not yeah, yeah. in the conversation. Well, you said this. No, I did not say that. Stop trying to gaslight me. Yeah. I never said those things. Nowhere in this thread are any of those words written. Wow. And, and yeah. Mr. Beaver here, Douglas, came to my defense and said he didn't say Beautiful. any of those things. You're talking about something else altogether different from what he wrote. Yeah. It's, you know what? It happens, really. Oh, yeah. And good for you for brushing it off. I mean, yeah, it upsets you. I mean, people said the same thing to me. Uh, oh, we'd really love to sympathize with you, but you... Uh, you know, you were all for the, uh, what was going on in the trucker convoy in Ottawa. And I go, no, I wasn't. I said in the beginning, I thought, wow, what a great idea. The trucks are coming. They're going to whatever. But I I did not have, I didn't like what they did in Ottawa. That was totally, Mm -hmm. I stopped going raw truckers. Yay. Yay. As soon as they went into Ottawa, it was horrible. Everybody oh, thought it was jet. one thing and it was a different thing altogether, it, right? It, absolutely. So, of course, I don't like really. And I, these people don't know me. So, I was like, really? They think that I was supporting that? Really? That's yeah. horrible. But yeah, you're going to get that because people don't know who you are, right? Of course. Uh, and they, maybe there's some jealousy in there for you, Paul. Maybe they don't like, they wish they could do what you do. They wish they they had that deep, sexy voice that you do. <laughs> well, maybe uh, I did get you know I did get a, a a lovely dinner at North and Navy. They were very kind to me. They they took uh, they 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 invited me out for dinner, paid for dinner, and and my friend Marianne who joined me, they they picked up her tab as well. They wouldn't let us pay for anything, including oh, tips. It. They wouldn't nice. let us pay for anything. Uh, uh, Lieutenant's Pump, just a couple of doors uh, down, well across the street from me, basically. Uh, uh, my good friend Maddie bought me a few drinks one night when I you know when they came back after the whole weird weirdness shutdown thing. She's like, Paul, drinks are on me tonight. I'm like, really? She goes, absolutely. She goes, we love you. We love what you did. Uh, Thank you. So yeah, I got I got to give shout outs to those, those folks because they were very kind to me. And then there was a number of, of uh, people who came out uh, 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 from nowhere just to lend support. They're like, you need anything? I go, no, look, if you need to get out of the city, I'm like, no, I appreciate the offer. I really do. Including my boss, by the way, who said, come up to my place in Tremblant. And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Wow. He goes, really? I said, yes, because you know what? This is my home, and I will not be driven from it by a horde of ignorance. Wow, beautiful. Yay, Paul, look at you. <laughs> I love you. And it, you know what? It really was because of watching your Facebook and, and listening to you talk about what was going on there that I knew really what was going on there. Because people outside of Ottawa Had were no told clue. something completely different. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, why, what's going on? So yeah, I, you know, I had to say, look, I don't condone this at all. Stop. Like, I'm sorry this is going on. And yeah, again, nobody really knows until they're in that situation. So it's horrible. And I'm sorry you guys had to do that. 
Well, the, the, I had the to go through that. On a sidebar, is the pump still there? Because I loved going oh, yeah. for breakfast with you at the pump. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay, it's still awesome. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm coming to visit. <laughs> awesome. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Um, it's been too long since we've seen one another, but I, I remember. Sure. I remember. Uh, so after after the uh, the the radio gig uh, was done, you 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 kind of changed tack and went into a whole new line of work for a couple. Well, of I years. had to. Yeah. I went back to college and I, I got my social service work uh, diploma. So I started working with uh, um, homeless youth and high risk offenders, and uh, I was very challenging. But um, I felt like I made a little bit of a difference. I mean, really. I know you did. Uh, yeah. I mean, the people who I worked with, you know, ultimately anybody, you have to want to change within yourself. Yes. You can get all the support you want. But if you're just like, no, I'm going to continue doing this. There's only so much people can do. Loved my clients. Um, beautiful people. Loved the people I worked with. It was an amazing experience. Uh, but I kind of felt, you know, I was always missing radio. Mm -hmm. So the opportunity in Niagara came up for me and a change, you know, Ottawa, I just felt like everybody was kind of giving me the stink eye. Yeah. And now I know why, because <laughs> they yeah. thought I was crazy. <laughs> oh my God. And uh, so I, I moved to Niagara and I'm, I'm freelancing to three different radio stations. Love my employers. They respect me, which is amazeballs. And again, I have the attitude where like, you don't give me respect. I'm out of here. Yep. So I kind of, my, my attitude has completely changed. I'm like, I don't need this job. <laughs> so unless uh, things go my way, then, so it's uh, a great dynamic, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and a world that I created myself, which yes. is nice. Yes. Um, I also am a, am a licensed rehabber, so I um, I rehab birds. <laughs> I know it sounds really weird. Wow. Yeah, you have chickens, do, do you not? What? Yes, yeah. and chickens. Yeah. But um, no, there's where I live, there's a bunch of pigeon racer guys. So they have hundreds of pigeons and they race them professionally. These birds make a ton of money, right? Pigeons. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of them landed in my backyard once and they were injured. And I'm like, oh my God. So I studied, you know, animal behavior, animal psychology, but not to the degree of specific to, um, you know, birds or mm -hmm. other things. So I went back to school again and I started studying that and um, uh, registered with the Ontario ministry. But these birds were being killed because they had a broken leg or oh, a wing. I'm like, yeah. what do you do with these birds? Oh, we kill them. What? What? So yeah. So I was like, no, you're not killing them. So I built a massive aviary in my backyard and it's now a sanctuary. So I have, I have birds who some are blind. Some have broken wings or no wings. Mm. Some are, have no legs. Um, it brings me so much joy to see that, they're still around, you know, and they can enjoy maybe another couple of years. I don't know, but they deserve it. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like, geez. Well, and 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 I'm glad you I'm glad you talked about uh, uh, all the education you had after the radio business yeah. ended for you in Ottawa because I think it's important for listeners to understand who you are as a person. You know, yeah. I can I can go on and say as much as I want because yeah. I've known you forever and we're good close friends and and and. I, I count you as one of my dearest friends in the world. And I'm, we haven't seen each other in a long time, but close friends don't need to see each other all the time to be close, right? Yeah, agreed. I'm and, afraid to go to Ottawa. That's why. <laughs> I'm afraid. Don't worry. I'm, really, you I'll know put what? my blue jacket on and protect you. Love it. No, but uh, all kidding aside, I really was afraid to go back to Ottawa. Because I understand. People, I felt like I heard that people were talking about me saying, oh, you know, she's mental. And I'm like, what? So I... I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't know what people were thinking and what people were saying, but now they know the truth and they're incredibly apologetic, which is nice. And mm -hmm. not only that, they're supportive, which is also even better. But 
yeah, I feel like sometimes hurt people, hurt people want to help other people. And I feel like that's kind of where I was at. I was at a place where it wasn't even a conscious thing. I was like, you know what? I really want to help people. Mm -hmm. I just love people. And, um, you know, and then people and animals. So, you know, I just want to help. I want to be a helper and I can, I have the resources to do that. So why wouldn't I, you know? Well, I'll give you a for instance here. So after the video of me went viral, I had people reach out to me and go, uh, so all these people are asking, like somebody specific, I'm not saying who reached out to me and said, I've got all these messages coming from people saying, are, are you, are you mentally well? Are you on drugs? And I went, yes, I'm on drugs and I'm mentally unstable. I have depression and anxiety and I take Zoloft every day to make sure I'm a human being. And they went, what? So you admit to mental instability and, and drug use? Yeah. Zoloft, depression, anxiety. Yeah. I yeah. have all three of those things are a part of my life. It's part of who I am. So you, you have no power. You have no power over me wow. and you never will because yeah, I am all of those things and I freely admit to it. And you love it. Yes, exactly. And that's who you are. That's who, that's what makes you who you are. And I think that's amazing. Um, I, uh, I, you know, I've, I've always loved you and I'd love that you're, you're so direct and you're so honest and you know what? People can't challenge that about you. You're being who you are. You're Thanks. telling your story. What are they going to do? Say, yeah, I knew you were mental. Like, what are they going to say to that? You take their power away when you admit yeah. to everything they accuse you of and you say, exactly. no, no, I did that. Yeah, no, I did that. Good for you. And you know, I wish I had the strength to do that. Good for you. I just, I, you know, well, I I'm in my fifties now, corner. so I just don't care what anybody thinks about me anymore. I know. That's, but you, but you never did. That's what yeah, I loved true. about you. And I still do. You don't care. And I, I think through all the work I've done with myself, I've come to the point where you were at 20 years ago. Um, it took me a long time, but yeah, like. People yeah, are going to think what they want to think about you anyway. Right. And there's right. nothing you can do to control that. But a lot of people care about what people think. They may say they don't, but they do. Oh yes. Of course. Of course. I did. I did. I still do a little bit, but, uh, well, it's you know, a too much is uh, just as bad as not enough kind of thing, right? Yes, you absolutely. At all, yeah. Um, yeah, you get told you might, you maybe should develop a few manners and when yeah. you <laughs> care too much. <laughs> exactly, exactly. There's a dose. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. Oh boy. Well, friends, uh, we're, we're coming, coming to the close of, of the time we have available this morning. Uh, this is a morning, uh, um, conversation we're having, yes. but we will, we will talk again later. So what we're going to do is release this as part one. Okay. And, uh, then we'll have another conversation, just sort of bait the hook, if you will. I know that's a terrible thing to say, but the listeners <laughs> will want to hear more. And I know you have a lot more to say, Laura, and, and, I do. and I'd like yeah. you to get into the details if you, if you want to, I know it's all out there, it's on Facebook, so it's, it's not like there's anything hidden, but right. there are other conversations that you and I had, and I don't know if you're interested in discussing some of those toxic individuals that were in your life outside of this incident or not. That's entirely up to you. You did make mention of it earlier at the top of the show. So sure. Yeah. If you want, it's to. just all part and parcel. I mean, like uh, when you are being abused in, in your workplace or at home, you're just going to attract that. You're just going to attract that in your life. And I, I certainly, I certainly did. Yeah. It was a pretty scary time, but yeah, I remember. we can absolutely talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some of the things you told me, I was just absolutely beyond floored. Yeah. Like, it, it's, I didn't even know how to react because some of the things you told me were so shocking to me at the time. Yeah. And, and, and it, to me, it was like, this is the stuff of... of movies. Movies. This is not... Yeah. No, this really happened. And, and it, I think it took me a long time to really digest that. 
honestly, because you hear it and it's such a shocking thing to hear, especially when it's coming from a friend. You're not a stranger. You're a friend. Mm-hmm. You've been to my house. I'd been to your house. We'd hung out. We'd, you know, so, so hearing those things was really difficult for me. Now I can, I know that's, that sounds really stupid coming from a guy, uh, but, but it was difficult for me. And it's like, I cannot even imagine what it was like to have been in that situation. Mm-hmm. Pretty, uh, pretty awful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 We'll discuss. We'll discuss. <laughs> okay. So we will, uh, pick this up in part two, um, We'll post this, try and get this up for you this day. If we can get it, today is currently June 5th. So we'll see if we can release this today. I think we'll be able to get this out today. And then we'll, uh, we'll reconvene and have another conversation for part two where we'll, we'll do a little bit of a deeper dive into um, what took place. And Laura will tell us what she wants to hear, wants, wants to tell us. Um, we won't ask any probing questions. It's entirely up to you, my friend. You can tell us exactly what you want to. Beautiful. Thank you, guys. I just love it. And I can't wait to talk to you this afternoon. Maybe uh, maybe I'll, you, you can actually see me because <laughs> I'm in my pajamas right now. I'm like, no one is going to look at this face right now. Oh, my gosh, you're in your pajamas. There you go. Oh, that's adorable. Normally, I'd be um, buck naked, but, <laughs> but it was a little chilly this morning. I left the window open last night, and it was a little cool in the apartment this morning. Ah, uh, adorable. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Well, I look forward to talking to you guys later for sure. Okay. All you right. take care, my friend. Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, kids, uh, that's. Uh, do you want to have any thoughts before we we go, Mister Weasley? Um, as I said earlier, we're we're just uh, this is the tip of the iceberg. Uh, I know the story, and and uh, you know it's it's one that that has not at my uh, conscience for a long time because she asked me not to talk about it, and I never did. And, and now that it's out in the open, Laura will say what she has to say. And, and I want the listeners to, to know that this, this is not a problem that's gone away. This is a problem that exists right here, right now, today. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, again, we're going to use this platform to leverage. Leverage, is that the right word? I don't even know. I'm like, I'm struggling yes, for the yes. words right now. But yes. To leverage uh, our way into making the world a better place, a better, safer space for people to work in. You know, and, and you have people the, the uh, say, oh, yeah, woke culture. I'm not woke. Well, that would mean you're asleep at the wheel. This is and not they, woke culture. This is decency. This is decency. You know, when they say, oh, yeah, you need a safe space. Actually, yes, everybody needs a safe space in the workplace. And if you get called a coward or, or, or somebody shouts at you, well, that's a bully too. And guess what? I'm not putting up with that crap for one second. I will fight against that tooth and nail till the day I die. Hmm. There you have it. Kids, that's the end of this special interview of the Eager Beaver podcast. We hope you love listening to us because we love making this for you. And as we say, we love it when we have a chance to do something that's meaningful. Um, If you like this podcast, you can find us on Google, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, wherever you get your good podcasts. Please tell your friends. Um, Retreats, shares, gentle corrections, constructive criticism, compliments, requests, positive reviews are always welcome. And if you wish to subscribe, you can do that via our PodPage site at podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver with a hyphen between each one of those words. And finally, if you really, really, really like this podcast and wish to encourage us to do more, we work for tips. 
So please feel free to buy a cup of coffee for Mr. Grizzly here or a mug of hot chocolate for me via our coffee page at ko-fi.com slash eager beaver, all in one word, lowercase letters. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying, until next time, dear kids, it can be a tough world out there. So be kind too and gentle with yourself. The True North Eager Beaver podcast is an Eager Beaver, Mr. Grizzly collaboration. Research, story, and guest curation and copy written by The Eager Beaver. Recording, production, editing, and additional research by Mr. Grizzly. Guest curation in this particular episode by Mr. Grizzly. Music courtesy of Ben Sound Royalty Free. Ben's, let's try that again. Ben Sound Royalty Free Music. And once again, thank you to our founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Miss V Mysteries from COVID Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. And thank you, as always, to Pete Jarvis for our artwork. Well, hello, friends. It's your good buddy, Mr. Grizzly. And uh, Mr. Beaver. Mr. Beaver's joining me. And, uh, well, today, we're hoping you can give us a hand, a hand up or a handout or a help up. I don't know. You pick the verbiage that best suits your ideal. Here's the thing. We incur a lot of costs while we're doing this. Uh, I've invested a few thousand dollars on new equipment. And to be honest with you, I have no problem with it. But it'd be nice if we could recoup a little bit of that because, you know, I'm not wealthy. (laughs) Far from it. So if you guys and gals and they and them like what we're doing and you want to help us out, it'd be awesome if you could go to our coffee page, toss us a couple of bucks. Mr. Beaver. Yeah. Um, we love doing this. Clearly we have a good time doing it. And uh, yeah. as the show is getting bigger and we're getting more feedback and participation uh, from you kids, uh, it makes our day and it gives us uh, motivation uh, to work harder and uh, come up with uh, great interview guests. We definitely have some lined up. Oh yeah. Uh, normally we keep up a surprise, but should we just give some teasers? Give them the teasers, brother. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking to Cindy Blackstock. We're trying to set a date. Uh, we're trying to set a date with uh, Francis Hordelski, who used to be the chief anchor at uh, the Business News Network, so we can have some uh, talk about economics. Uh, we uh, tried to get uh, uh, polling analysis and political analyst Evan Scrimshaw. Uh, so we're waiting to hear from him as well. Uh, we have uh, Murray Billet, uh, who was uh, who's a big activist uh, in terms of the uh, gay rights and uh, bringing about uh, the recognition of uh, gays and lesbians in the charter uh, way back in the day. So uh, we have some uh, interesting guests uh, lined up for you. And uh, we're going to try to get uh, uh, David uh, Mosscrop back because uh, there's an election coming. And well, <laughs> we like, his views are always interesting. <laughs> well, that and, and also the fact that um, he's got some interesting takes on this current situation that he's living through as well, because he doesn't live too far from me. I don't, like, I know the general vicinity of where he resides, and, it, and, and he's close to the action that I'm in the middle of. So take it from Mr. Grizzly, blue jacket guy. We really would like to hear from you. We really would. We really could use a couple of bucks from you. Whatever you can spare. I'm not asking for anything big. If you can help us out, that's wonderful. And we appreciate it. And we really appreciate the fact that you listen in and provide commentary. Thanks. Hey, kids. If you like your food like you like your eager beaver news, spicy and bringing on the heat, then let us introduce you to the Pepper Master. 
Based in Rigaud, Quebec, Peppermaster Greg Brooks sources local ingredients, grows and roasts 100% of his own peppers to make at least 130 different varieties of single pepper mashes, all-purpose pepper sauces, cooking and grilling sauces, condiments and hot sweets, infusions and rubs. From mild to medium to hot to very hot to crazy hot to are you freaking kidding me? I'll be breathing dragon fire. Each bottle is carefully crafted to bring just the right amount of heat to your feast. All of the Pepper Master's sauces are gluten-free, peanut-free, slow fair trade, made with organic vinegars and sugars, are reduced in sea salt, have no capsaicin extract, preservatives, colors, added flavors, or GMOs. All products are latex-free and feature green printing. Try their best-selling jerk curry or sticky ginger garlic grilling sauce. Their spiced umami three-pack featuring barbecue sauce A, maple umami, and bacon reaper madness. Or if, if variety is the spice of life, pick up a Jewels of Fire and Ice sampler of 16 sauces, one for every heat tolerance. And because only a true pepper master can take the heat away, don't forget to try the original pepper antidote, an amazing pure concoction of heavy cream and dark maple syrup that works as a salve, a heat reducer on your tongue, or doubles as a yummy treat. Mr. Grizzly, uh, I'm sure you've gotten your samples of sauces. Have you tried any? Oh, yes. Uh, I tried the jerk chicken. I like that quite a bit. Uh, I used it in a couple of, uh, actually, not jerk chicken recipes, but some chicken that I cooked up one night. And there was another one I tried. It was a scotch bonnet sauce that I decided I wanted to have a little bit of spicy pasta that night, you know? Mm-hmm. So I put a couple, like the tiniest little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to be able to walk the next day. <laughs> <laughs> but they were good, right? Oh, very good. Absolutely. Without question, absolutely excellent. Mm-hmm. We tried uh, the sticky ginger garlic over here, and uh, uh, and uh, oh yeah, we can't get enough of it for like slathering it on everything. Well, I like the spicy. I put the spicy on my eggs every morning. Hmm. <laughs> well, kids, you should try it too. To find out more and to get yours today, go to www.peppermaster.com. The Peppermaster. Hot pepper sauces made from farm fresh ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Hey there, Mr. Grizzly. Hey, Mr. Beaver, how you doing? I'm doing really well. Hey, uh, did you get something in the mail lately? Yes, um, Miss V Mysteries. Yeah, I did too. Awesome, bedside reading. Yes. for those who don't know, the Miss B Mysteries is an LGBTQ plus cozy mystery series written by Delilah Knight. Miss V is 60, trans, and classy, sassy, and a bit smart assy. From her kitten heels to her chic bob, Miss V is a lady through and through. When her late aunt's lawyer is found murdered, and clutching V's favorite Chanel jacket, she is immediately arrested. Ba-ba. Can she find the real killer before the local law puts her away for good? Will she be forced to trade 50s rock and roll for jailhouse blues? Do prisons even have a happy hour? Well, none of the ones I've been in. Wait, what? What? There's a story there. No. We'll talk about that after the ad. Miss Fee and the Lettrous Lawyer is the first book in a humorous, cozy mystery series from by ace author Delilah Knight. On sale now wherever ebooks are sold. 
Paperback copies are also available or call your local library and ask them to get it in. Signed copies available at www.corvidmoonpublishing.com. That's www.corvidmoonpublishing, all in one word, .com. The Miss V Mysteries. You need to be reading it. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com.